1: Kyle Krabs here host of locked on NFL scouting join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft check out the locked on NFL scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts
0: the Carolina Panthers go wide receiver and edge rusher on day two of the 2023 NFL draft showing you what they prioritize I'll tell you what that is right here On Locked On
1: Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers. Your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, Talking Carolina Panthers, with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and I guess Saturday, since a lot of you, I'm sure, will be listening to this show on Saturday morning whenever you're going out there doing your morning routine or whatever you do on a Saturday morning but Monday through Friday your team every day that's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube where we're live once again following day two of the 2023 NFL Draft or you can check us wherever you find your listen to your podcast and be sure to follow me Julian Council on Twitter at Julian Council where on Fridays next Friday Not this past Friday, but next Friday. I'll be back to answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions right here on the show. Either at me or DM me on Twitter, at Julian Council. To get in on the weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked On Panthers. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Have you ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the App Store. My listeners, meaning you, get a 100% free boost to their franchise, when using promo code LOCKEDON, in all caps, in the game store. The Carolina Panthers have wrapped up day two of the 2023 NFL draft. Now, I'm looking at it. Pick 92 is in for the Kansas City Chiefs. The Panthers are supposed to be on the board at pick 93, but they traded up. So, I think that they're done for the night. Fingers crossed as I'm going live, but the good thing is, but going live, I can always kind of pivot if that is the case and the Carolina Panthers trade back in. But right now, they only have two picks remaining in the NFL drafts. So I don't imagine they're going to come up into the third round and make another selection. Now, we will see what happens, but we'll get into what the Panthers did there in the third round and why they're not picking at 93 here shortly. But they started off the night picking 39th in the draft. And that's a conversation that we've had over the last couple of weeks. What should the Panthers do at 39th? Should they take a wide receiver, an edge rusher, a cornerback? All three of those positions were right there on the board for the Carolina Panthers after last night. And even after the first couple of picks of the second round, the Panthers, they had options. They could go B.J. Ojalari the edge rusher that we talked about from LSU. They could get Darnell Washington or Luke Musgrave, the tight ends out of Georgia and Oregon State, respectively. There were plenty of cornerback options. They had wide receivers on the board like Josh Downs and Jalen Hyatt, guys that we had talked about. Jonathan Mingo, those all were on the board. So the Panthers, they had their pick of who they wanted. And Scott Fitter had told us, that when they traded up to number one, they did not want to give up that 39th pick because they felt like there's a lot of value and you get a game-changing player right there at 39. So they stood pat, they gave away 61, and they got their guy 39th overall in the draft. And that guy is Jonathan Mingo, wide receiver, old Miss, 6'2", 220, ran a 4.46 40 at the Combine, In a draft of smaller wide receivers, he stands out as one of the bigger ones. And the Panthers wide receiver coach, apparently Sean Jefferson, was heavily involved in the Carolina Panthers bringing Mingo. He was one of the guys we talked about a couple weeks ago who came in for a top 30 visit here in Charlotte, apparently really impressed him, including Sean Jefferson mainly, who's going to be coaching him, and that's why he's now here in Carolina. He's also here because the Carolina Panthers drafted Bryce Young last night, the guy that they feel like gives him the highest probability of all the quarterbacks available to win a Super Bowl, not just a Super Bowl, but Super Bowls. If that's the case, then you need to go out there and put some weapons around him, and they believe that Jonathan Mingo can be that guy. Now, the production is something that people are going to look at and question whether he can actually be able to produce at a high level in the NFL. During his college career at Ole Miss, he had 112 catches for 1,758 yards and 12 touchdowns. We have seen players put up at least a first and third stat, 112 catches and 12 touchdowns in a single season. That's what Mingo did in his entire career at Ole Miss. Now, last fall, the only year where he played 13 games, he had 51 receptions for 861 yards and five touchdowns. That was a career high for him there at Ole Miss. Apparently, according to Daniel Jeremiah, as I was watching the NFL Network broadcast, the NFL draft, his junior year was derailed because of a foot injury, and prior to that, he had well, 99 yards and 136 yards receiving in those, first, those two games before the injury. Then he came back for a couple games after that. Wasn't the same player. Last season, when you look at those 861 yards, 40% of those came in two games, Versus Vanderbilt, where he had 247, and then versus FCS Central Arkansas, where he had 103. So, against bad opponents, he went out there and flourished, which you want to see your top guys go out there and do. But it wasn't like he was doing that on a weekly basis. And, of course, someone's not going to go out there and have 247 yards on a weekly basis in the SEC. But Mingo, most of what he did a year ago... Was against the lesser opponents on Ole Miss's schedule. And he never let Ole Miss in receiving yards. So you hear all of that and you're wondering okay, why in the world would the Carolina Panthers take this player? Well, it's about traits, y'all in the NFL. Now, we talked about that with the quarterbacks, and the position's a little bit differently. You want to have someone who can, of course, you know, throw the football and have good physical attributes, but you also want someone who is cerebral and can play the position, which is something that I think we sometimes forget when it comes to the quarterback position. Okay, cool, he's got a big arm, he's got a big body, but can he play quarterback? And what the film showed the Carolina Panthers and the scouts was that Bryce Young was the best quarterback. Now, when you get to some of these other... Positions like wide receiver, yeah, route running matters. Can he catch the football? Can he learn to plays? All that's important, but traits are something that you might marry yourself to when looking at these prospects more so than other positions, and Mingo has that again at 6'2", 220, running a 4.4640. And as I talk about Anthony Richardson, his best football is ahead of him. The same thought could be with Jonathan Bingo that his best football is ahead of him. Now coming to Carolina, working with Sean Jefferson, who should have an understanding of Ole Miss since his son Van played at Ole Miss after transferring from Florida. Maybe it was at Ole Miss before Florida, whatever. His son Van played at Ole Miss at some point in time in his career. Now he's with the uh, Los Angeles Rams, I still believe he's there. But Sean Jefferson should have an understanding of of that Ole Miss receiving core and the talent that comes out of Oxford. And we've seen it the last couple years. A.J. Brown has been a stud. That's someone who has been comped with uh, Jonathan Mingo. Well, they played the same school, about the same size. makes a lot of sense why you would do that. Of course, D.K. Metcalf, who's having an outstanding career so far up in Seattle. He also comes from LSU. We saw Elijah Moore come from, uh, not LSU, from Ole Miss. uh, That's a big mistake on my part, if you know rivalries. Um, Elijah Moore, who was traded from the Jets to the Browns. He was a second-round pick coming from Ole Miss. So Ole Miss has put out some pretty doggone good wide receivers over the last couple seasons. But it is a little bit concerning that Mingo did not produce at a high level at Ole Miss in college. But the hope is that his best football is ahead of him. And when you build a coaching staff as widely respected and as talented as the Panthers have here now, the coach is supposed to get the best out of these guys, get that talent out of them, and put them in situations and positions so that they can succeed. So that's the hope now with jonathan mingo in carolina and i had told y'all earlier this week that i had an epiphany that i felt like edge rusher is where the carolina panthers should have gone i I felt like PJ jolari should have been the pick but they decided to go with bingo and going back last week that's what i wanted the panthers to do to get a wide receiver because when you look at it the only wide receiver who's currently under contract past the 2024 season is adam thielen there was no one on this roster who we knew for sure it was a long-term option for whoever the Carolina Panthers drafted with the number one pick. We still don't know whether Terrace Marshall can turn into someone reliable week in and week out in the NFL. DJ Chark is here for one season. They're going to try and build his route tree. If he has a great season, does he reside in Carolina? If he doesn't have a great season, then I guess we move on. There's question marks there. Adam Thielen, he's going to be here at least the next two years. I think he probably holds on for three years. I expect him to be. Really solid contributor for the Carolina Panthers this year. But he's going to be 33 in August. At age 34 and 35 in his second third year in Carolina, what kind of role is Adam Thielen going to play? You're going to want to bring in some guys who can have Adam Thielen kind of go down the list of priorities at wide receiver where he could be your 1A to... T.J. Charks won B today, but next year you would want him to be kind of like your third option there at wide receiver as you build this young wide receiver core with a guy like Jonathan Bingo. And then we see whether there's development of guys like Terrace Marshall and Shy Smith, who, by the way, probably in trouble now. Already was. We talked to Mike Kaye, the Charlotte Observer, earlier this week. He was saying that Shai Smith, he's in trouble, especially if they go out there and get another guy. They brought in Demir Bird. Of course, they've already brought in Thielen. And Shark, Marshall's on this roster. Chenault's on this roster. Shysmith, Smith, probably not long for here in Carolina unless he can uh, find a way to make the roster uh, via via special teams. As in, special teams ace as a returner, which really struggled to do last year, um, whether it was under Matt Rule or under Steve Wilkes in the final 11 games here in Carolina. So Jonathan Mingo, he's now a Carolina Panther. The Panthers go out there and understand that. They have Bryce Young. They have a wide receiver core that is average to below average in the NFL, they need to go out there and bring someone in who might not contribute from day one. I really don't know what the expectations will be for Mingo. He's a second-round pick. Terrace Marshall also was a second-round pick, a guy who could have been a first-rounder had he not had knee issues going into that draft a couple of years ago in 2021. We will see where Mingo slots in here in Carolina. But Chark, Thielen, you got to think those are your top two guys. And Marshall, we penciled him in going into the draft as your number three. Is there a competition between him and Mingo as they're both kind of similar size and frame and speed here in Carolina, but the Panthers going out there getting a plus athlete and someone who they hope to develop and hope turns into uh, one of the wide receivers that Bryce Young can depend upon here over the next you know five, ten years in Carolina, depending on what kind of success Mingo has here with the Carolina Panthers. So Jonathan Mingo, wide receiver at Ole Miss, welcome to Carolina. Now, he's not the only one the Carolina Panthers picked. They were slotted to pick 93rd, but the Panthers didn't want to wait until then. They decided, you know, let's move on up with Pittsburgh and get up to 80, where they went out there and address another need here on the roster. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Mm But before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard me talk about this mobile game app, and if you've ever thought that you'd make a good general manager, you gotta give this game a try. It's not as easy as you might think to create a dynasty with Ultimate Football GM. You're responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing all the finances, including negotiating players' salaries and terms, navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, injuries, players' personal issues, and all the ups and downs of a season all this in a challenging and realistic game world ultimate football gm is completely free and playable offline play on the go as you want and when you want to locked on panthers listeners meeting you getting 100 free boost to their franchise when using promo code locked on in the game store that's locked on in all caps so make sure to check it out today to download the game just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores that's ultimate-gm.com ultimate football gm start your dynasty today
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right,
0: so the Carolina Panthers went into the 2023 NFL Draft having Several needs. We knew they needed a quarterback, and we also knew they were going to get a quarterback. That's why I kind of last night was a little bit anticlimactic, and it was nice to hear from Bryce Young uh, earlier today on Friday as he just a humble dude, seems like a great guy, great head on the shoulders, and I really hope it works out here in Carolina. As I told y'all, I loved Bryce Young back in Alabama throughout the process. I was a big Bryce Young fan. I know at the last minute I was saying, hey, why don't we get Anthony Richardson because of the staff that you have around him, but Bryce Young, very clearly the best quarterback based off of the production in college that was in this draft and someone who the Carolina Panthers had conviction in, and that's why they moved up to number one, and that's why they never strayed from Bryce Young being their top choice once the moment was theirs last night on Thursday night in Kansas City as they selected him number one in the 2023 NFL draft. So a new quarterback, that was a need for the Carolina Panthers. A new wide receiver wasn't he now there's some people who question whether it was a need at 39 I was someone who was pretty steadfast for a while there <laughs> I guess there's kind of a theme draft season goes on for a long time y'all and you have all these thoughts and you kind of say everything you got to say and you get together at the last minute and you start having doubts and about what you were saying and whether you really truly believe in that I always believed in Bryce Young still believe in Bryce Young and I Still feel like the Carolina Panthers' wide receiver core is not very good and that they need another wide receiver. And I'm fine with them getting Mingo at 39. Um, but I would have taken edge rusher, and I still feel that way. So edge rusher, wide receiver, I was totally fine with what they did at 39. I'm trusting and believing in Scott Fitter, Dan Morgan, Samir, Suleiman, and everyone in that front office and this coaching staff here in Carolina that they got it right that they evaluated it and it's really good to hear too that someone like uh, Sean Jefferson who's a new wide receiver, wide receivers coach excuse me has stepped up and he was a big part of the process of picking Mingo. I, I think it's a positive that they're going out there and getting a lot of opinions. We saw the massive travel party that they had to the pro days for CJ Stroud in Columbus and Bryce Young in Tuscaloosa. And then less so with Will Levis at Kentucky and Anthony Richardson down in Florida. They wanted a lot of opinions. They wanted a lot of eyeballs on these guys. So I think it's a positive that the Carolina Panthers were able to, Incorporate Sean Jefferson, some of these other people into the draft process, which landed him with Jonathan Mingo, 39th overall in the 2023 NFL Draft. So, quarterback, wide receiver, we knew that was a need coming into the draft. Edge rusher, also a need, and you could argue, because we t- we did for weeks, which one was bigger? Was it wide receiver? Obviously, quarterback. Was it wide receiver, edge, corner? There's no one opposite of Brian Burns that really scares you on this roster. There's a lot of intrigue about Amari Barno, who's a traitsy kind of dude, a lot of speed off the edge, out of coming out of coming out of uh Virginia Tech. Didn't see a lot of him last season. Maybe we see more of him this year under this new coaching staff, possibly the three four scheme that a new defensive coordinator, a Jero Vero, is gonna run maybe it suits him better. We'll see how that works out. Now, they were pretty multiple under Phil Snow, and then he kind of became more 4-3 base under Al Holcomb and Steve Wilkes in the latter half of last season. Maybe now it's better for Mari Barno. But everybody else, like Marquise Haynes situationally, good player, was MIA on a milk carton for the first 10 weeks of the season until that Atlanta game where he sealed it up with the two sacks in the game during that Thursday night. So i hey, a big fan of Marquise Haynes. Maybe the knee injury is something that kind of held him back. And I'm sure he's happy to have Mingo because he is a, an Ole Miss guy, just like him. But Haynes, maybe he's somebody who was held back by that knee injury that he suffered uh, during training camp. Not quite sure what kind of factor that played, but he's still he's a four, five, six sack guy a year. He's not going to be someone that defenses are going to be game planning around. Same thing with Frankie Louvu. And, and uh, maybe I could take a step back with Frankie Louvu. His first year as a full time starter had seven sacks. Is that what he's going to be year in year out? I don't know. The Panthers really didn't talk about Frankie Louvu being kind of one of those edge rushers like the like a pass rushing specialist. You no, know, Phil Snow talked about, oh hey, maybe we could have Shaq do it, maybe we could have a guy like Corey Littleton do it, maybe we could have Frankie. They were talking about a, like a by committee approach. I don't necessarily want to do a by committee approach. Now, depending on who you have on the roster, that's how it's gonna shape up. But in twenty twenty one, I really loved the idea of having Hassan Reddick on one side and Brian Burns on the other side, and it was a luxury. I enjoyed it, and the Panthers decided that Hassan Reddick was in their plans for whatever reason. I know the reason was they're trying to get Deshaun Watson. Hassan goes back home, has a great season, and the Panthers' sack total didn't really drop off that much. They went from 39 sacks to 35, and it's really jarring to have Reddick and Burns that year, who were both excellent. Reddick having 11 sacks, I believe, that season, and then Brian Burns being a pro bowler, and looking at it as they weren't even one of the top sack teams in the NFL. And then the production not really fall off that much this past season. But can you depend on Frankie and Marquise Haynes, and some of these other guys to either develop or repeat the kind of production they put out here in 2022? I don't know. The Carolina Panthers needed to get an edge rusher. And I thought B.J. Ojolari would make a lot of sense there at 39. They decided that, nope, we're good. Jonathan Mingo, come on down. We're going to build around Bryce Young. Which, hey, that's... You spent a lot on Bryce Young, so it makes a lot of sense why you would do that. But the Carolina Panthers decided not to sit there and wait for an edge rusher at 93. People brought up to me that from 39 to 93, that's a big gap. 139, that's not that bad. That's not that bad at all. But 39 to 93, that's a huge gap. And the Carolina Panthers be willing to wait. Apparently, they were not as they traded from 93 to 80 with the Pittsburgh Steelers, also giving up uh, pick 132, a fourth rounder which they got in the McCaffrey trade, and that's when we talked about this back in October when Chris McCaffrey was traded. It was important that the Panthers did that because they used one of those picks to move up to number one, 61, to get Bryce Young, and now they've used another one of those picks to move up to 80 to get Oregon edge rusher D.J. Johnson to fill another need. So getting rid of Christian McCaffrey led to, or at least aided the Carolina Panthers in getting Bryce Young and certainly helped them get Oregon edge rusher DJ Johnson. And we're talking about traits. We're talking about toolsy guys. That's what we got here in DJ Johnson. 6'4, 260 pounds. Was one of those combine warriors who was turning heads up in Indianapolis. A couple of months ago, uh, this past year at Oregon, played in 11 games, started 10 of them, received honorable mention honors uh, in the Pac-12, Pacific 12 Conference. I guess really the Pac-10 now since UCLA and USC are leaving, led the Ducks of six sacks at 39 tackles, eight and a half tackles for loss and two pass breakups. Great athlete. He's played both tight end and he's also played edge rusher. He's kind of newer. Still whole edge rusher game. He's got a 4.4940. So a lot of speed from him and Mingo. And that fits into what we saw a year ago, Barno. is another 4-4 guy. Now we got that. Not, not well, not 4-4, but another, yeah, 4-yeah, 4 yeah, 4-4. Another 4-4 guy in DJ Johnson. So having two of those young edge rushers who are still a little green need to add to their toolkit of pass rushing moves. And I think Brian Burns can help him. And certainly Todd Wash and the uh, the staff here in Carolina, I think, can also aid them in developing that and that's part of the reason why they're here you got to be excited about what DJ Johnson potentially can be and you look at the two picks tonight they're both I'm not going to say projects Johnson I think a little bit more Mingo it's someone who could have been off to a really good season and it looked like he was back in 2021 before the foot injury and it's possible that he could have had a great year that year and then build on it this past year with the 851 yards receiving even if 40% Forty percent of those were against Vandy in Central Arkansas. He's someone who's probably coming into his own, more so where DJ Johnson, someone who's gonna need be need to be developed. I don't look at him as someone who's gonna come in day one and start there at edge rusher. You're gonna saw Marquise Haynes, you're gonna hope that someone like Amari Barno has stepped up. You've seen what Lou has done. So we'll see how he fits in here. This is a pick. Very similar to a lot of the picks Panthers have done so far when you look at guys like Brandon Smith, who has all the talent in the world, physical tools, didn't really produce in college. Now you're hoping to develop him. Same case now here with DJ Johnson from Oregon at 6'4", 260, running at 4.4940. So the Carolina Panthers got a quarterback, got their wide receiver, got an edge rusher. All three of those were needs heading into the draft, checked every single one of those boxes, and I'm certainly happy they went out there and did it. Will we see the production from these guys in the end? TBD, as far as the draft goes, and value-wise, I don't know if that was the right thing to move up to 93. There's people who are saying, or to 80 rather, there's people saying he would have been there at 93. No clue. The Panthers identified a player that they liked. They went up there and got him. And for me, I'm certainly not going to begrudge a team trading up, well, unless it's a desperate move like last year with Matt Corral, but I'm usually not going to begrudge a team for going up there and getting a guy they really believe in. It seems like that's the case here of Oregon edge rusher, DJ Johnson. So, DJ Johnson, welcome to Carolina, and I hope it works out. So, wide receiver, quarterback, edge rusher, those three positions, check, 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 so far as far as the needs for the Carolina Panthers. What other needs remain as the Panthers only have two picks tomorrow, day three of the NFL draft, fourth fifth sixth and seventh round we'll talk about those here in just a moment on locked on panthers but before we do that looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories and you need to try the best tasting uh, best tasting protein bar ever excuse me built if you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices but you don't want to compromise on taste i've got just thing for you built bars and built puffs built bars are healthy and taste amazing seriously they taste so amazing you won't think they're good for you you gotta try them so what makes built bars so good you ask well for starters they're all covered in 100 real dark chocolate that's right real chocolate on every single bar and puff i'm not sure how built does it but these bars taste amazing just like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros and what's even better is that they're healthy for you only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein and now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years we've been talking about ordering built Bars at built.com, which you can still do to get their specialty flavors but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right, head to your nearest Walmart today walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built Bars. You can pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream double chocolate bar or coconut puff and if you're close to a Sam's Club and of course a member, run in and grab a third All right, so I outlined before the draft, Carolina Panthers having six picks and six needs. Quarterback was one of the needs. They checked that box off. There was never a concern that they were going to do that. Wide receiver was another one of those needs. They checked that box off in the third, or sorry, the second round, the 39th overall with Jonathan Mingo out of Ole Miss, the wide receiver there. So there, and that's a check. And then edge rusher, they did that with DJ Johnson out of Oregon in the third round by trading up from 93, giving away 132 to the Pittsburgh Steelers for 80. And they got DJ Johnson. So wide receiver, edge, Quarterback, those were three of the needs. I also had corner, offensive tackle, and linebacker as the remaining needs. Six picks, six needs. Problem is Carolina Panthers only have five picks now. So six needs, five picks. You look at it, 114 in the fourth round and 145 in the fifth round. Those are the remaining picks. Now, I don't know if the, if the Panthers are really going to be in the, the business of trying to trade up or – Four more picks. If you really look at the roster, um, bear with me. Okay, we well, you have your quarterback in Bryce Johnson now. Pfft, Jesus. Bryce Young. It's I'm tired, guys. It's, it's a it's been a long day. I uh, didn't go to sleep until like last until two AM last night. It's been a long day. So bear with me here. Um Bryce Young. Bryce Young's your quarterback now. So you have that figured out. You have your left tackle, Nikki Aquanu. You have Brady Christensen as your left guard. You got Bradley Bozeman as your center. You have Austin Corbett as your right guard. K. Maids can step in there and fill in if that needs to happen. Taylor Moten at right tackle. You got Hayden Hurst, your tight end. Your running backs, Miles Sanders. You also have Chuba Hubbard, wide receiver, Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, Mar- you got your wide receivers. They're good there. Tight ends, we talked about Hurst. You got Ian Thomas, Tommy Trimble. They got their tight end core. Um, special teams, you got your kicker, you got your punter, you got your long snapper. They're good there with that whole battery there. Defensive line you added in two new guys and shy Tuttle and Williams you have Derrick Brown you got Brian Burns on the edge you got Frankie Lu- we're t- you hear you see where i'm going they got all their starters it's not like they're adding in when you're looking at the fourth and fifth round and day 3 you're not really trying to add starters anyway you're trying to add depth do the panthers really need to, to use do they need more picks at this point in time do they I don't know if Mingle's going to come in and start right away. It doesn't, I, don't, I wouldn't guess that would be the case. Johnson, certainly, I don't think that's going to be the case at all. And whoever they take in the fourth or fifth round is going to come in and be a depth guy. How many more picks do the Carolina Panthers really need? So I feel like they're probably going to be set there at 114, 115. Uh, 145, rather. Now, Scott Fitter is the general manager, and Scott Fitter likes to trade in the draft. And we saw it tonight. We saw it uh, last year on night two. And we, and we saw it. Uh, The year before, we saw it a lot. Uh, The year before, his first year as Panthers general manager. The roster's in a different shape now. And you have young, talented core to where you're not adding that many pieces other than just like, let's get some depth, guys. So... For me, I don't know if they really need to try and trade and get more if they want to get more assets. Like I don't think they're they're not getting that first round pick back right now unless they want to trade uh Brian Burns, which I don't think they want to do, or uh Derek Brown. So they're not getting that first round pick next year. And that's pretty much what all they gave up, right? I guess the second round pick in uh twenty twenty five. So uh, they're sitting in a decent position right now pick-wise the next couple of years outside of not having a first-round pick next season in the second-rounder in 2025. So I don't really think that they're going to need to go out there and recoup some picks in the draft tomorrow afternoon. So 114, it's the deep cornerback draft. That would make sense to me. I understand that J.C. Horn, that's your cornerback that's your one. We would know that when J.C. Horn's out there and he's healthy, win – is the key part of that. He's been an excellent player for the Carolina Panthers. Now, we just hope he can make it through a full 17-game season uh, next year because the Panthers certainly needed him week 17 uh, against Tampa Bay, and that was that was part of the difference between the Panthers being in the playoffs and not being in the playoffs. Now, it's worked out probably for the better that they didn't make it, uh, but J.C. Horn, want to see him out there. Dante Jackson, same case, coming off in the Achilles. You got Eric Rowe now who has experience starting in New England and Miami. Do you all trust C.J. Henderson? And Keith Taylor right now, I certainly don't. In new coaching staff, a year older, a year wiser, hopefully a year better. I just look at it right now, if one of J.C. or Dante go down, which has been the case last two years, Panthers are not in a great situation. Even Eric Rowe, who's getting a little long in the tooth, who's coming here to Carolina. So I would not hate bringing in a cornerback and see what they could do. Now, you got Taylor in the fifth round. I mean, C.J. Henderson was a former top ten pick. You never know how some of these things work out in the NFL. Some guys, top pick, top picks don't pan out as we're looking at with C.J. Henderson. has really panned out. There's been fourth-round guys that have come out here, and they have been studs from the beginning. Maybe that would be the case if they take someone at a corner in the fourth round. That's a position I'd be looking at. I talk about offensive tackle. If something happens, God forbid if something happens, Zaki Okwano or Taylor Moten, maybe Brady Christensen kicks out there to tackle. Um, but if it's not Brady and you want to keep continuity with the rest of the offensive line, who is it? They don't have that right now. They have, they don't have a veteran swing tackle. There's no camera on this roster anymore. And he had value in the fact that he was a veteran. He had played snaps. He wasn't very good, but he had the value in that he had at least been out there before and had a lot of experience. They don't have that. Is there an offensive tackle that they feel like they could take a shot on at 114? they could develop into that swing tackle for the Carolina Panthers. That's something I would look at linebacker. Uh, outside of Shaq and Frankie, who are you depending on? Who, who, Where's the depth there? Brandon Smith, new coaching staff, kind of the same case there with Henderson, and we didn't really see a lot, in, and not the same case, but it's one of those things where you didn't see a lot of him last year. It's more like with Barno. We didn't see a lot of him or Barno. What's he going to do now? if he gets an opportunity this upcoming season, if something happens to Shaq or Frankie, and those are two guys Carolina Panthers really can't afford to lose just based off of just how thin that position is. Linebacker would make sense for the Carolina Panthers to go out there and address that need. It's a corner off the tackle uh, linebacker. Don't think they don't, definitely don't need a running back. Uh, don't need a safety. Now, now they're going to go draft a running back. As I said, they definitely don't need one. I don't think they would get a safety. It's not really considered a great safety class Tight in. Uh, that's something that they could do. Let me look at my phone real quick and see who are some of the guys that have been taken recently since the last time I looked at it. Just to look at the tight end board to see if there's anyone who would make sense for the Panthers. Uh, the last tight end I was taken was Darnell Washington. That was about to be who I was going to possibly suggest for Carolina. So he's off the board. We'll see. We're at, we're at the point in the draft where it's day three. I'm not going to lie to y'all and be like, oh, yeah, I know, like, this dude from Wyoming, you got to get him. I'm, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking at positions. Corner, offensive tackle, linebacker. If they get two of those three at 114, 145 respectively, then I'm good there with the Carolina Panthers, and I feel like they've gone out and filled the needs that they had coming into the draft quarterback we knew they're going to get their guy wide receiver made sense to get someone they got mingo edge rusher they got dj johnson maybe not the guy we talked about but someone who certainly has a ton of athletic traits and someone that hopefully the carolina panthers can uh, develop so there we go 114 145 fourth round fifth round tomorrow for the NFL draft. They're in Kansas City, the Carolina Panthers are going to wrap it up. Maybe they go out there and get more picks. I just don't really look at it as being necessary in this draft for the Carolina Panthers. Maybe they want to trade out and go get some picks next year. I'm I'm cool with that. Cuz their work for me is pretty done. I want a corner, but I won't be too picky. So, there we go. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all... Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Thank you to everyone who has listened and watched the show right now live on YouTube. I think we had about 114 people uh, concurrently viewing this. So really appreciate y'all spending your Friday night listening to me. Of all people, what are you doing? Uh, But again, uh, make sure to check out the podcast uh, on YouTube wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I'll be back uh, Sunday. I should probably drop. My thoughts on the draft as a whole. That will also be kind of Monday's episodes. Stay tuned for that on YouTube and wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, which I imagine this is one of them, hopefully. Fingers crossed, maybe. Um, and then follow me on Twitter at Julian JulianCouncil, um, where on Friday, next Friday, I'll be answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me to get in on the weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole, as always. Keep pounding. And I'll talk to you all on Sunday slash Monday to break down the Carolina Panthers 2023 NFL Draft.